You are listening to Open Science Talk, the podcast about, well, open science. In this episode, we are talking about music research and how it is to practice open research within this field. Our guest today is Alexander Jensenius, Associate Professor at the Department of Musicology, Center of Interdisciplinary Studies in Rhythm, Time and Motion at the University of Oslo. He's also behind Music Lab, an event-based project where data is collected during a musical performance and analyzed on the fly. Alexander Refsum Jensenius, welcome to Open Science Talk. Thank you. Uh, I've invited you here today to talk uh, a bit about Music Lab, um, what it is and what kind of research you do, and maybe what problems you face when you're trying to be open. Um, so, But first of all, what is Music Lab? What, what does your research uh, do? So Music Lab is a collaboration between the Rhythmo Center for Interdisciplinary Studies of Rhythm, Time and Motion, where I'm currently working and uh, the University Library in Oslo. And this project really started out from uh, the need of improving the way we are working with open research from a musical perspective. Um, a lot of the research we are doing at Ritmo uh, is concerned about uh, how the body moves to, um, to music in different ways and how music can move us uh, physically and emotionally in different ways. And we're studying this from kind of the, the perspective of rhythm as such. Um, and many of our studies, uh, current studies, are happening in the lab where we're doing different types of motion capture, physiological measurements, some brain imagery, uh, or just normal behavioral studies. Um, but working inside of the lab when we try to investigate really an art form and, and how this engages people is not always satisfactory. So that's why we want to kind of go outside of the lab and also do some research outside of the lab. And that's kind of when Music Lab started. A Music Lab is uh, built around a performance. We have a real music, uh, we have a musical venue where we where we go and we have real musicians performing in front of a real audience. So it's, it's really a normal concert and that's um, that's kind of the starting point. But then we want to do research on the musicians but and also on the audiences, audience members in the, uh, in the concert. Um, so we want to film everything, we want to record everything with sound. Um, we also want to put on some sensors on some of the um, uh, the participants there so that we can measure for example also how their muscle activity is is changing over time uh, how the breathing patterns are changing etc so it's a it's a fairly complex setup with a lot of equipment involved um, uh, but ideally also it should be kind of it's not hidden because we we, we tell everyone that this is a, is, is a recording session but we still want to work with technologies that are uh, kind of that blend in uh, so that we can kind of try to keep it as as um, as and much as a normal concert as, as we would. Um, the challenge, of course, then from an open research perspective is that we want to also share all of these data. We want to make them available because we typically do uh, a panel discussion where we discuss parts of, of the performance right after the performance. And we also do what we call data jockeying, where the idea is that we do live analysis uh, on stage on the data that we just captured right before. Uh, so it's kind of also kind of a more of an edutainment or kind of dissemination thing where we're telling people about how we do and do our research. 
But, but this is this is a massive amount of data that's coming into you or that you're capturing. What kind of data is it? Could you? Yeah. So typically, from from the last music lab we did, now we had I think five video cameras. We had a thermal camera. We had a 360 camera. We had eight channels of audio. We had 13 accelerometers on people. We had questionnaires that we got with the kind of information about people's backgrounds so or the ones we, we captured, um, and uh, we also have uh, possibly also some some annotations and, and other textual descriptions plus also possibly scores uh, musical scores uh, from from the performance as well so it's it's a lot of different types of, of data um, it's a lot of data and there are many issues also, also just in, in terms of how do we synchronize these things so um, um, I know you tried a lot of different tools to gather that data and make it uh, openly available but what's the problem that you face when you have this kind of data with video and with uh, all kinds of measurement, and you try to use those uh, open software, I guess. Well, there are there are many issues there, but um, and also because we try to solve many problems at, at once. But uh, one part of it is more the kind of dissemination thing. So, for example, we stream um, and make the the video available on YouTube, um, and that's okay for the video as such. But you, we cannot use the YouTube video for analysis because then if you want to do run a, a Python script to do some kind of video-based analysis, it needs to be on a server where you can actually run it, and we cannot do that on YouTube. So then you need to put it somewhere else as well. Uh, and then also then that some, somewhere else needs to be open to, for people to, to access it. And that's only the video, right? And then we have multiple video streams. But then what do you do then with the audio and the accelerometer data, etc.? Currently, we are, we are putting everything just on the Music Lab webpage, so it's accessible there and people can download it. Um, but then you don't have any metadata or any kind of more structured information around the data. So um, we are really currently struggling to f try to figure out how to do these things. And But you also struggled with already established uh, places to, to store that data. Um, uh, what is the common thing that they can't provide to you guys? Um, well, we have been testing also using some of the storage possibilities we have at University of Oslo, um, also in, in Norway, um, and also international solutions like the Zenodo archive. Um, and these are fine in, from kind of more of an archive perspective. You can put your files there. Um, we may have some issues with, with labeling metadata and also particularly in keeping these data together because often you may just add a bunch of files, but it's not really any kind of link between them. Um, but the biggest problem from our perspective right now is that we want to do research on this data. Uh, and if you put some, if you put 200 files in Zenodo, um, it's not really that easy to run a Python script on them um, because then people will need to download them. And you only, we, we basically need a way of structuring the data and making it ex accessible for research in a proper way. Is your conclusion that most of the software out there is uh, mainly focused on text and, and not uh, media files, for example? That's that's true. That um, the current solutions out there are not very well suited for this type of multimedia, multimodal type of things that we are working on at the moment. Um, typically, you have different sources based on the kind of the media that you have. Like you can store your video files on YouTube, and you can store your sound files on SoundCloud, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, we really need and want a solution where we can kind of keep these files together. 
Um, because for example, if you want to study the rhythmic patterns um, in a performance and look at how people nod their heads in relation to the, the, the sound of the music, we need to have a way of actually synchronizing the head nodding to the sound and we need to have them together and we need to be able to, ha- to work with these files together. Um, so that's, that's kind of what we are struggling with trying to solve at the moment. My, my, my thought here is that, uh, so your solution probably should come from, uh, your initiative because it's such a specific and such complex data, uh, harvesting that, that you kind of have to make it yourself or, or be in contact with the provider. Have you tried, uh, anything like that? Yeah, we, we are making software ourselves all the time now. So um, we we're developing different toolboxes to solve uh, parts of, of what I've been talking about. Um, so I, th- I think one of the critical things at the moment is that of integration, because there are many good solutions here and there, um, both kind of for the storage and the archiving and the also doing various types of analysis. So what we are working on at the moment at University of Oslo is just to try to see how we can bridge over between these different tools, um, put them together and also have front ends that are easy to, to work with. So um, for example, we are using now Jupyter Notebooks quite a bit. Um, and the nice thing there is that you can run them on top of Python code. Um, and that means that you can have different Python toolboxes that allow for, for example, video analysis, audio analysis, score-based analysis, etc. We can ki- combine and use together and also have a fairly user-friendly front-end that we can use both for research but also f- with students. So, so that's kind of where we're going at the moment for the, for the kind of the storage um, part of things. We, we rely on different types of solutions at the moment, but there we are really, we really, and that's why it's great to work with a university library because librarians are good at storing things and have a system for doing these things. Uh, researchers are usually not, at least not in, in our experience. <laughs> so it's really nice to, to have this collaboration between the, the, the library and, and, and Ritmo. That's, uh, that's really a unique thing to be able to work on this and also to work on it from kind of, since every music lab is kind of one event, um, but that event is kind of really just binding together the, the work we're doing between the events, um, which is really helping to develop proper infrastructure analysis methods and also research. So uh, where does the open science come into play here? Is that something that you've uh, thought about uh, yourself or that, that uh, you are enthusiastic about, or is it something that you see um, is is uh, uh, something that um, there's a request for it in your kind of study. So I, I should also say that I, I really like to call it open research yeah. instead of open science, because from an arts and humanities perspective, it's, uh, it's, it's, it feels more inclusive to use open research as a term. Um, for, for, for me, this is, has really been the way I've been working throughout my entire career. Um, uh, the music technology community internationally that I'm part of is a very progressive and open and friendly environment in general, where a lot of people are, are concerned about making things available. Particularly also we have, because we have many arti- artists and, and musicians that are freelancers and outside institutions, so they don't have kind of the institutional support that, that we, you would typically find in a university. And then sharing your stuff is really necessary because otherwise it's, it's not there. Um, so for me, this has just been a very natural thing to, to do for a very long time. Um, but then we are facing also these challenges then when it comes to how to do these things. And particularly also for when it comes to privacy and the GDPR, which we are struggling with now. How do we actually make these, all these, for example, video files with people's faces uh, openly available on the web? 
and also that of copyright, which is also another big thing because we are we are using music and we want to make that music also available uh, openly. Uh, okay, so you're using music from other uh, from real artists, or are you making that music yourself? Well, um, we are doing both, um, and um, we would like to use real music that that people listen to on the radio, etc. Because we are really trying to study music, normal music, in in the way people usually study it. Um, but then we are faced with challenges in 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 when it comes to being able to use these things and. Um, that's really because you can see, see now that the kind of the trend towards more open research on one side does not fit very well with the new, for example, copyright directive from the EU, uh, which uh, is great in many ways in securing the rights for artists, but it makes it very difficult for us to work with open research approaches when we are uh, while doing this. So, so we are currently doing a mix of using uh, different types of, of, uh, of uh, music from, from professional musicians and also sometimes also performing and making music our own because then it's easier with the copyright. Uh, if we're going to, to end on a question, what is, your, um, what is your suggestion to providers of these kind of tools? Because that's what you're looking for, that great tool that, that could fit you guys. Um, who could provide that and and do you think they will be able to make it because it's it's kind of a um, niche market i guess when it comes to research well the the tools that we need uh, i think are, are very niche in in one way but but uh, looking at for example having integration of media files and sensor information is something that you find in many fields i think um, a lot of researchers are working with video files um, in different ways. Uh, so I, I think the I, I don't think it's possible to really to create one big solution that will solve all the problems that we have. Uh, so I really believe more in in that of integration and having solutions that talk to each other. And also I think that it's important that that everyone that develops new solutions now are aware of uh, this type of multimedia type of, of issues that that uh, at least some researchers are having and and trying to make solutions that uh, that cater for this type of, of problems. Uh, so that's more of a structural thing and, and thinking about it when you develop your solution that the metadata information, for example, the APIs that you are, are working on, etc. Uh, that is possible to integrate this in many different ways. Alexander Jensenius, it has been a pleasure. Hi everyone, this podcast is produced by the University Library at UIT, the Arctic University of Norway. If this was interesting, you can read more about Music Lab on our website, opensciencetalk.com. Thanks for listening.